Pam. And I'm Caitlin. And this is Team Get Over It. We're an all-female team participating in the greatest motoring adventure on the planet. The Mongol Rally. We'll be driving 10,000 miles across mountains, deserts, and unknown terrain. And along the way, we hope to spread our feminist and environmental ideals. Join us here as we share our stories, thoughts, and interviews as we get ready for the Mongol Rally 2021. Okay, we are live. Here we are, our first <laughs> podcast. Welcome, everybody. Hi. So if you've been following along so far, you probably know who we are. Yes, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Sam. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're the members of the team Get Over It for the Mongol Rally 2021. So stoked. Yeah, we're really excited. So the podcast is a new project that we're doing. And so we wanted to start and do our first podcast just to sort of come on here, introduce ourselves, and give a little bit of an update because obviously a lot's been happening in the world. Yeah, so much. And then, like, of course, you know, being denizens of the world, it has affected us as well. Um, and particularly, I guess, like in terms of fundraising and where we've been living has changed and what we're able to do. And even as far as the Mongol rally goes, like a lot of things have uh, kind of been up in the air recently. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that mm. because... We've announced it, um, but for anyone that doesn't know, mm. initially we were supposed to do the Mongol Rally 2020, which sort of has like a nice, I think, it rolls off the tongue really well. You know, there's a nice symmetry to the word 2020. 2020. But we are officially now doing it in 2021. Um, mm. So that's that's big news. But I think also not surprising to anyone that's sort of following along with what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, I was really hoping like whenever this coronavirus thing started at the beginning, like I like I mean I told I told Sam uh that I thought it was going to blow over <laughs> after a couple of months. And then here we are at the end of July and it is nope, it has very much not blown over yet. Yeah, I think a lot of people around the world sort of thought it was going to blow over in a month or two. I definitely did as well. Didn't really foresee it going this far. But obviously it is. And so Mongol Rally was actually canceled for this year for the first time in their history, I think, right? Incredible. Yeah, yeah. And they were super reluctant and sad and disappointed to do that. Mm. You know, the people behind the Mongol Rally, the adventurers, really worked hard to see if it was possible and kept every team apprised, which I really appreciated. Yeah, they did a they did a super stellar job, and like they were always doing updates on like Twitter, on the Facebook. Like I was getting emails from them all the time about whether or not they were going to go. They were like very closely monitoring the situation, like you know, because they're based out of England, um, so they were monitoring the situation there. But of course, like Mongol Rally is a like cross country, multi like inter country sort of uh, event. So they were also looking at the situations in different countries and like whether or not borders were open, especially for like countries like Turkmenistan, which of course, like they're very closed. And like, I was, I was really impressed with them, actually. I gotta say they're quite organized. Yeah. For an organization that sort of is known for its lack of organization, Mm. like that's sort of the idea behind the Mongol rally is that you don't want organization because that's part of the fun is just going into it and seeing what happens. They were really great about following everything very closely Mm. But yeah, obviously, borders are closed, visas were put on pause. So yeah, we'll be doing it in 2021. 
2021. But that's okay. Yeah, I think it's exciting because it gives us more time to sort of do more events, fundraise more, get our message out there. So if anything, I think it's a positive in some ways. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, where I am, um, I've been fundraising by leading sort of, uh, especially hikes, but hikes and then other kinds of activities for women. So like my goal over here was to sort of uh, show women that they're able to do like outdoor activities and explore their city and explore their like home on their own, I guess, or like with a group of other women for comfort and for safety. Um, but also just to try to like, you know, encourage them to get out there and like do something that's, you know, a little bit more outside of their comfort zone. Um, and it's been working really well. And it's really sad because like, you know, by the end, you know, I kept saying to people, I was like, well, this might be the last hike or this might be the last bike ride or something because, you know, I had been planning to leave Korea. So I'm in Korea, but, uh, I was planning on leaving at the end of April. And then a lot of girls were like really sad, <laughs> And they were asking, like, who's going to take over? Like, who's going to keep doing these things? And I just kept saying, like, I don't know. I guess it, it'll just be over unless somebody wants to take up the mantle. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be here. So, but now I'm here. <laughs> now I'm still here. And I'm still able to do that. And it's really nice that I'm able to spend more time with these girls. Um, also able to do some more fundraising over here. It's really, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's like every, every cloud has a silver lining. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And that's actually like a really good segue into life updates because obviously before um, our plan was to sort of be gallivanting around Europe mm, right now. Yeah. Um, but obviously we're not doing that. So Caitlin, do you want to just tell everyone sort of where you are um, and what you're up yeah. to? Yeah, sure. So I guess, well, let's, let's, let's go back. Let's, re- let's dial it back. A bit. But <laughs> I, I, yeah. So I, I, I mean, Sam and I met when we, both taught in Korea together. Um, and then I think it was like two, two years ago now, I guess. Um, I think you brought it up, mm. this Mongol rally scheme. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we all we all thought it was like, oh, this is a great idea. And it, I mean, it's we still think it's a great idea. It just most people maybe would not have that uh, opinion, but we do. We do. So, <laughs> so that's when we started. Uh, we really started like after um, July of last year when we signed up. Uh, I stayed up until like 1 a.m. just to like get those like early bird like discounts um, so we could like register for the rally. And then from there, we sort of, you know, built our website, got on social media and stuff. Um, but at the at that time, I think, Sam, you were in Bali, right? Yeah, I think I was yeah. in Bali by this point. And I was in and I'm, I was still teaching in Korea, but it was very much going to be my final contract. So my contract was finished in February and the plan was, you know, finish my contract, uh, stay in Korea for a month or two and like do some traveling and, and, you know, kind of settle my affairs here and then meet up with you in Europe. But, (laughs) but of course with COVID-19, that didn't really happen. I did take two months off, uh, but by the end of those two months, I did end up uh, staying in Korea. And so now I'm still in Korea got another teaching contract so I'm going to be here at least until May of next year at the end of my contract but that's about it yeah after that hopefully fingers crossed we'll have a vaccine and we'll be able to actually you know do our plans that we had originally decided on yeah yeah hopefully Mm. yeah and so you know as Caitlin said you know we really 
sort of came up and concocted this plan for the Mongol rally while we were both in Korea and then continued to work on it while we were living Mm. in different countries. And so I was actually in Bali for the majority of the Mongol rally planning. And the idea was always that I was going to stay in Bali until the end of March because that was when I was finishing my yoga teacher training. Mm. And then I would go home for a month figure out my visas because for Americans to apply for a Russian visa for the Mm. Mongol rally, you actually have to do it from within the United States. So I was planning on going home for a month and then I was going to meet Caitlin in France or Spain. And we were going to sort of adventure around for a little bit before the Mongol rally started, but that didn't happen. (laughs) Um, And so I'm actually in California right now. I'm back home with my family Um, The plan was always to be back around this time, but COVID definitely made the journey a little bit more interesting than I intended, Uh, but I'm really happy to be home. Mm. It's nice to be hunkered in with my family right now, and you know, I think if I had stayed in Bali, which for a while when all those flights were being canceled and people really weren't sure if international travel was possible, it kind of looked like that might happen. Um, if I was still in Bali, I think I would have been a lot more isolated just in terms of staying in my apartment by myself. So it was nice to be locked down with my family. We play a lot of board games. We have a lot of fun. Um, and it's just a lot less lonely. But yeah, overall, in terms of life update for me, um, right now I'm still working. I'm still doing my online work. I've got some exciting writing projects in the works, and I'm really using this time to get ready for grad school and work on those applications. But overall, I mean, besides the fact that I'm living in the States and not Bali, I think sort of just the nature of being a digital nomad, my life actually doesn't look too different. And I think I'm super lucky that my work wasn't affected by everything going on and that I could continue to do it. God bless the internet though, honestly, because like what would what would people be doing if we didn't have Zoom or, you know, just Skype or being able to like see each other and talk to each other and stuff? Uh, yeah, I think about that a lot. Like what would this look like without all of these different ways to stay in touch? Um, mm. I think it would be a lot harder for people. Absolutely. And like, even just for the economy too, because like a lot of businesses, I mean, a lot of businesses are closed and they're doing, you know, not like not brisk business, I guess at this time, but, uh, but like, you know, I know in Korea, most of our stuff is still open because, you know, the Korean government had like an excellent response to Mm. COVID-19. It's a lot of like, a lot of like contact tracing and stuff, which I think a lot of Western people would be nervous about, but honestly, the way that they've been doing it, it's been pretty okay, like above board as far as like keeping your privacy intact. And the other thing that we've been doing is masks. So because of like this dual like contact tracing and masks, um, we have very few new cases. I think we did have a a little bit of a second wave um, after like a kind of like long weekend parties and stuff a couple months ago. But, uh, but I mean, all our daily cases have been less than like 50 every day for the country, the whole country. And because of that, we like a lot of businesses have been able to stay open and especially like mine. Uh, I'm really thankful for my friends here because like I said, I took two months off. I finished my contract. I didn't sign a new one. So I was home. <laughs> I mean, effectively, but not really. Um, homeless and jobless for about two months. 
so, but, but it was by choice. Uh, I was taking a vacation and then I just happened to meet a friend and she just offered this job to me. It is teaching adults. It's really good. Um, the school has actually no financial issues whatsoever because a lot of the, a lot of the private academies here, uh, actually at this time are kind of going bankrupt, mm. especially, especially the kindergartens because the parents don't want to send their kids out to school. But I teach adults, so the adults, anyway, they don't, they're not as scared, <laughs> I guess, of the virus. So, yeah, actually, our business is booming. We have a lot of students at this time. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what COVID is like in Korea? Because uh. I think, like, I mean, it's different in so many countries, but I think a lot of our viewers are maybe from Canada or the States or mm. Europe. Um so, like, Korea, I think, had done an amazing job of really containing COVID. Mm. And I think, like, more so than most places, you guys are closer to life as we know it than other countries. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We're, it's pretty much like, like business as usual. So I was like, I was telling Sam earlier, um, last Saturday night, I actually went to a bar <laughs> and I didn't come home until like 5 a.m. But it's just like, you know, when you go to those kinds of places, you have to check in. So this is this is a little bit new, um, but we have these like QR codes on our cell phones now. And anytime we go to like a bar or a restaurant or even when I go to work in the morning, actually, I have to check in with this QR code. And it just kind of, you know, if if somebody from your business or from that building or whatever ends up testing positive for COVID-19 later, they can easily track down anybody who might have been exposed so they can get tested. Um, and then that, in that way, like everybody who does test positive, like you need to get tested, get test positive, then you can isolate because the thing with COVID-19 is there's a lot of cases where, um, people have either like really like strange symptoms or like, like non-typical symptoms or they're asymptomatic. So, uh, like the, our second wave and like this stuff, like the QR code thing is brought about from, like I told you from the second wave scenario because there was a guy who had like stomach problems I guess he had like some diarrhea and then he went clubbing on a weekend but it actually it was COVID-19 that he had but because the symptoms were not typical symptoms he I guess he didn't realize that he had COVID-19 I'm not sure but because of that then a bunch of people ended up getting infected um not not nearly as bad as the states but obviously but still so now now it's kind of like more tracking um, but yeah, it's been pretty much normal. Like I can go shopping, I can go to work. Like I said, uh, go to bars, go to restaurants. I have plans on Thursday to go get wine with my coworkers. Uh, I met my coworkers on Sunday and went out and it's been, it's been more or less normal. Our theme parks never closed. Cause I know like Disney world was, uh, you know, closed for a long time. Now they're opening back up, but I like, uh, my, like myself and another friend, like in March went to, <clears throat> one of the theme parks here in the city and there was nobody and it was really fun, <laughs> but it's just like hand sanitizer, washing your hands, masks, contact tracing, and you can pretty much have life as normal. Right. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of countries are now starting to realize. I know, I think I've noticed in the news more, at least in the States, there's a lot more talk about if everyone were to wear mm. a mask, like we would be able to get back to like the point where we're going out, we're meeting up, you know, seeing friends or going to the store. Like, obviously, like it's going to be altered from like how it was six months ago. Like we're not going to be like 
probably hugging or, you know, sitting like side by side, like we're still going to social distance. Mm. But there's a lot of talk on like, if we sort of required everyone to wear a mask, we would be able to open up again a lot oh, sooner. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like wearing a mask. And I think like also hygiene, just like washing your hands and like taking showers every day mm. and stuff, just, you know, hygiene and then, uh, you know, being healthy. Cause I think a lot of things too, like, you know, Korean, Korean, like our, our death or fatality rate, I think is around like 1%, definitely less than 2%. It's, it's not that high. Um, and like, number one, like I, number one, honestly, is because of the hospitals. The hospitals here are absolutely fantastic. There's so many hospital beds per person. It's crazy. Like, you know, so we were able to really easily like give excellent care to people who were like most affected by COVID-19. Um, and there was never any worry about like, going over capacity at all, which I think is like a huge difference from the States and also from Canada. Um, and yeah, because of like the excellent patient care that we have, very few people have actually died. Also, also, I think, you know, Korean people are pretty healthy. Generally speaking, like they eat a lot of vegetables and they actually, they exercise a lot as well. So I think their immune systems might be just also a little bit stronger because of that. Um, so I think a lot of it has to do with lifestyle and, you know, hospitals and the government's capabilities and how they're handling things. And also just like public awareness, because I think everybody, everybody here, like from the get go, like as soon as China announced, like there is a disease. And as soon as we had our first case, it was like masks on hand washing, social distancing, you know, people, people reduced like their daily activities, um, at that time. Now, now it's kind of like more like back to normal, but all of those things like really reduce the, the spread of coronavirus. So whenever I look at the United States and like how some like, I mean, like even Canadians, like Canadians too, I'm really disappointed in Canadians. I thought they would be doing better, but it's just like, I can't, I don't know. I can't believe how few people are on board and how many people are fighting against even just something as simple as wearing a mask. What's the point? Completely agree with you there. Ugh. But Hopefully the world starts wearing masks and hopefully mm. we see a vaccine come mm. out um, and things start opening up. And yeah, by this time next year, fingers crossed, we'll be in a car potentially lost somewhere <laughs> on the other side of the world. Mm. Yeah, I hope so too. I really hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I'm honestly like, you know, in Korea, of course, we our borders are still open. But we do have like some travel restrictions. So for me, because I'm I'm not a citizen of Korea, like I'm a resident, but uh, I if I wanted to leave the country, I would have to get like a, a medical test, like, you know, clearing me of COVID before I leave and then another one coming back. And then, you know, the two weeks quarantine both ways. And it's like impossible for me to travel outside of the country. And I mean, as Sam knows, like usually if we have a vacation, like a week long vacation or something, we're out of here. Like we go to like Taiwan or Japan or Hong Kong you know, all these like really close countries, like close and interesting countries. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do that this year. So I'm kind of stuck in Korea. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. I love Korea, but it's, it's I'm feeling so stir crazy. Exactly. Like, oh, I want to go travel. So yeah, I really hope that everything turns out well by 2021 and that we're able to finally, you know, stretch our legs and venture into that wild blue yonder, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, I think by the time next year comes around, you and I are going to be ready for some adventures. We're going to be ready to get lost and to go on hikes and just, you know, oh, have cars break down in the middle so of nowhere, <laughs> get arrested, <laughs> propose to strangers. Definitely. All the fun stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But in the meantime, we do have some really exciting stuff for Get Over It coming up this year. So Caitlin's already talked about it. She's she's in Korea and leading these awesome hikes. So if anyone listening is in Mm. Korea, look up Get Over It on Facebook. Reach out to us, contact us, and come join us because Caitlin's got a really cool community going there. Yeah, we do a lot of really interesting stuff. There's like, if you don't like hikes, we also go biking. Or if you don't like biking, we also go like indoor rock climbing, like bouldering. So, you know, there's tons of stuff to do for sure. And then I was, I I was in contact with a girl who said that she may, she might be interested in leading, excuse me, like yoga in the park kind of thing. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So I really hope that 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 happens. Uh, I'll have to reach out to her again, but and like, you know, I'm open to suggestions. If anybody is interested in doing certain kinds of activities, then we can look into it and see if it can be done. Yeah. And we've also talked about the idea of doing digital events. I know, you know, we briefly floated the idea of doing like a donation-based Zoom yoga. Mm. Um, I think there's like a lot of really cool stuff happening virtually right now, like virtual events. Yeah. So if anyone has anything they want us to do, message us, contact us, let us know, because we're pretty much game for anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So many virtual events. And even like, it was really interesting because I even, I wish I had a car so I could do this. Um, But even the Mongol rally. So I think a few days ago, uh, the leader, Tom, whatever his name is, he launched Mongol rally X. Yeah, I <laughs> Did saw you see that. that. Oh, it looks so funny. Yeah. Because yeah, so, he was just saying, because like, a lot of people already bought their cars. Like we weren't in Europe, so we didn't get one yet. Um, but for those of them, for those people who have cars and they have their supplies and stuff ready, the challenge is to just kind of put your car in the most ridiculous place possible, like drive out somewhere and then like snap a picture and take a video and send it in. <laughs> And then you'll be judged on how ridiculous it is. <laughs> and then you can and you can win. I think it's free registration for 2021. Is it really? I think so. I think that's the I, I'd have to double check. But I think that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Then, yeah, anyone that's listening and that's like, wow, like this like crazy thing these girls are doing sounds pretty interesting. Like, come join us. Let's form a convoy. Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's something else that I'm missing out on, too, because I was so looking forward to uh, just like making connections with all those kinds of crazy people, you know, <laughs> crazy, crazy, like-minded people. Ugh. But we, we can, we can be together in spirit. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish that the Mongol rally was doing. So the Mongol rally does these sort of legendary launch events, oh. um, which just look epic. Like if you just like Google Mongol rally launch party, mm. like these things look out of this world i kind of wish they were doing like a virtual one because i feel like we've been in contact with so many teams via like facebook and instagram Mm. that had planned on doing it in 2020 and Mm. so some of them are moving to 2021 but some of them obviously like for logistical reasons won't be able to and i kind of wish like we had the opportunity to meet and talk to them because there are all these like like you said, like-minded, crazy, adventurous people that I just really want to talk to. Yeah, no, it's really unfortunate. And yeah, geez, I didn't even think of that. Because like, uh, now that you're talking, like, I'm reminded of this guy I met, like, while I was on vacation there for those few months. 
uh, he was he was so cool. He was like from Switzerland or something, and he had biked bicycle like across across like you know Eurasia and then into like the Middle East and um, into Asia. And then he his goal was to end up in um, Tokyo for the 2020 Olympics. <laughs> wow! And so I know. So I met him. I met him in I think it was March. So March he was in. I don't know where he is now, but he was in Korea and he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out in Korea for a while and then I'll go to Japan for the Olympics. But the Olympics got canceled or postponed. Oh, no. My God. Can you imagine biking all that way? Yeah. And you're like, yes, this is going to be epic. Like, that's an epic story to tell. Like, I biked all the way from Switzerland to Tokyo and then I saw the Olympics because I think it's like it's cool and like it's an awesome story in itself just saying I went to the Olympics but then saying like you biked to the Olympics and then to get there and be like well the Olympics are canceled yeah it's a super cool dude but like I just imagine like I mean I'm sure he had a great trip um even with or without the Olympics but but I just feel so bad for him though and like you know I think I think the the feeling is sort of like similar for people who were planning on doing the 2020 because maybe next year maybe this is like the only year that they could take off of working yeah or something right and then like suddenly like you know because of this coronavirus I guess I guess the lesson is just you know you never know what's going to happen yeah I think that's so true um I think mm. we were super lucky that we had the flexibility yeah. to be like yeah like we can push it back a year um, but not everyone mm. has that opportunity. Like some people, this is sort of like their last hurrah before maybe they go into like a corporate job or something like that. And you can't really just like go into a corporate job and say like, I'm going to take three months off to drive in like a thousand CC car from London to Mongolia. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would, they would think that you're crazy. <laughs> um, which like maybe you are, but more power <laughs> to you. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, that's absolutely true. And yeah, I, I gotta say, like, sometimes I kind of wonder about my life. Um, like whether or not, you know, I'm doing the right thing, but then I don't know, these little things just kind of work out. Cause I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that I'm in Korea. I didn't really plan on staying here for as long as I have, like, this is, I've been here for three years going on four. Um, I kind of planned like my minimum was six months. My maximum was question mark. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but I honestly, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. Right. And like you were saying, and like you were saying, like once like my contract is finished, then I have like this kind of flexibility. Like I, like we're both very lucky. We have the flexibility that we can, you know, postpone this another year. It's not a problem for us, but oof. <laughs> sorry for the other kids i know but i guess that's sort of like mm. i think maybe the reason that they did mongol rally x or part of it yeah because um, i think a lot of people like especially the people in the teams that were already in europe and already had a car because i think it would have been a much bigger bummer for us if we had a car because i mean like at least for me like i know i'm gonna get personally attached to our car like we're gonna name it we're gonna decorate it it's gonna be oh, like absolutely. over the top and 100%. you know like another member of the team and so if you had a car and then you find out that it's canceled yeah. i think that's a much bigger disappointment than for us where it was like oh i guess like we'll just like wait a year to buy the car yeah 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 so there's not that, any of that kind of and we hadn't done really any any well i I did some visa preparations. I got my Russian visa. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So what happens with that? You just 
I guess you have a visa you can't use. I guess I don't know, and it was expensive. It was like two hundred bucks, but like yeah, because I, I I I actually the other day because I was like, oh shoot, I have to like you know ask about that because it's my Russian visa is for I think next month. I think it's for like August to September. I got the thirtieth day visa, and uh, and obviously I'm not going to be able to use it. So I I emailed the visa office, but I just got this like automatic reply. The office is closed, so <laughs> there's nothing that I can really do about it. Because uh, I was hoping I was hoping to get it like what's the word I'm looking for like switched over or like like delayed, like deferred. Deferred. That's the word. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Deferred until next year, but yeah, the office isn't even the visa office is not open. So. Huh. Yeah, that's so true. I guess that's like the silver lining um, for me as an American. Like, like I wasn't able to apply for my Russia mm. visa. I have to do that within the United States. And by that point, we already knew we were postponing. So yeah, yeah, that's really unfortunate. That's that's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. But at least at least, you know, it's, it's one visa. It's not like every visa, you know. Anyway, water under the bridge, water under the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, nothing we can do about it now, but just sort of keep on keeping Absolutely. On. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. I think that's about it for time for us today. But thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. Yeah, thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed listening to us ramble and talk for a little bit. We have some exciting new podcasts coming up, including a Q&A, an interview with somebody that did the Mongol rally previously. Mm. Um, and if you have anything you want us to talk about, whether it's an environmental topic, reproductive rights, if you want to just hear us shoot the shit some more, let us know. Absolutely. We're always, I love shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah, we can just get on here and just talk and let you listen to us. We are more than happy to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you later. That's it for today, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, please support this work by subscribing and donating to our cause at www.teamgetoveryet.com. Donors get access to specific content like stickers, t-shirts, and postcards from our journey. You can donate for as little as $5 and the benefits build from there. Go to our website for more info. Or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Team Get Over It. Thanks for listening. And catch us next time on Get Over It.